pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Oh my gosh, it's another extraordinary day. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what? I can hardly stand it. This is so amazing. It's marvelous. The sky is blue, the air is clean, and there's a cool breeze blowing through the trees. This is all true. And Happy Friday, Steve. Happy Friday, Miss Maggie. Oh man, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. And yourself? I'm wonderful. I'm I'm really excited about the weekend, which which feels strange for me because usually I don't even know it's the weekend. We sort of live our mm. lifestyle all day, every day. Well, you um, deserve it. You've been you've been at the uh, at the grind all week. So this is true. Congratulations. You deserve it too. Oh, thank you, and I receive it as such. Good. <sighs> Okay. Well, well, that was good. Uh, <laughs> that was good. Have a good weekend. <laughs> hey, question for you. Okay. What is one of the most fun childhood memories that you have? Oh, that's easy. Uh, treasure hunts. Treasure hunts. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had the best grandparents ever, Papa and Nana. Hey, Papa and Nana. Do they Hello. even listen? I don't know. I should send them this one. Um, but, oh, man. So we would go see them every Friday night, like clockwork, when we were growing up, and... Uh, many times they would spend that week um, creating these really elaborate treasure maps. I mean, they were very, my grandpa was a great artist, so he, they were very elaborate. You know, it looked like a pirate treasure map, right? Um, oh, now come on! Did he actually did he burn oh, the edges of it? Oh, maybe yeah. yes, really? Yes, oh. that was amazing. So they would create these maps, and then um, and the map would be maybe of like a nearby wooded area, and so you'd have all these different landmarks, and then they would bury some sort of quote, treasure out there, and we would spend our time and the weekend finding it. It was a total blast. What kind of things would you dig up or find? Do you remember? Uh, well, he would put, you know, cold, hard cash in there. <laughs> well, that's real treasure. <laughs> well, so-called treasure. Are you kidding me? They'd put cash in there, oh but then they gosh. also did little trinkets, like maybe keychains or... Um, you know, little little doodads like maybe you'd even get out of the gumball machine. Do you think he would be my papa too? I'm sure he would. Oh, like he that. really he he is that like universal <laughs> papa right. and nana. They were the coolest. Yeah. They actually, you know, it's funny. They're they're the people who you know, as much as you and I have traveled, no matter where we tell them we've been, they go, oh yeah, that, they have they have that great little cafe down on <laughs> the corner there. That's where Bob. You no, know, they've pretty, been everywhere. That's pretty cool. They've been everywhere. Yeah. Well, how about well, you? How about you? I get, you know that that's a great question because I guess I asked it first. Oh no, my god! Just kidding. You know, fun, <laughs> fun, fun childhood memories. Let me think. I probably most of my memories as a kid were fun. I, I just don't remember yeah, had, really not having much fun. Well, you had so not and, not to you know say this was the only reason because you're just you're you're fun. So I think that's a big part of it. But but you also had a lot of freedom. You had a crazy amount of freedom. That is true. I was I was raised free range, <laughs> and but you know I I really and organic, in, <laughs> organic and GMO free, range. free. Yes, I enjoyed being out after dark when I was oh, really man. young, playing with the other kids with the fireflies out in the neighborhood, playing with the fireflies, <laughs> playing hide and seek. That's and, fun. And I can't even imagine. I yeah. cannot even imagine uh, having that kind of freedom as a kid. But everything, you're right, everything, I think it has a lot to do with the individual because everything that I can oh, yeah. remember, just about everything, was so much fun. And it still is today. Yeah, that's definitely you. No. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, you, we've all been there. You know, you, you can find people who are sour at, at Six Flags. At, uh, 
at the <laughs> that beach. That's true. You know, they're in Fiji on a beach and they're mad as a hornet. So it comes down to us as we as we certainly know on this podcast. You know something that I really enjoyed, and I haven't thought about this in a long time, was riding trees. What? Tree tree riding. What? <clears throat> Yeah, uh, me and and some of my my friends, we would go out and we'd only do it after dark because you couldn't really see how high up in a tree. So your you mom were. couldn't see you, and, and your mom couldn't see me. But <laughs> we'd climb up these trees uh-huh. and go out on the branches and ride the branches down all the way down through the tree to the ground. Well, I guess the obvious question and is: Did you figure this out accidentally? I mean, was the wow. first person now, to go? You know, I don't remember how we came up with the idea. You're like Timmy. Timmy fell down the trees. I and just remember riding trees. That sounds amazing. It was, it was fun. Well, I, don't, I don't recommend that, by the way. I guess they would have to be big firs, right? Like that That would yeah, be it. Yeah, I think that's what it was. <laughs> not, a, not an oak in the middle of fall. But it was all fun. <laughs> and it still is fun. That's, that's so cool. And I want to hear from KB. Send yeah. us your favorite well, childhood memories. Mm, please I do. love hearing stories like that. Oh, we'll I do too. Some. Yep. Send us in. Let us send us in. Send in what you enjoyed <laughs> and fun doing as a as a child. And yes, it is Friday. What, what does Willy Wonka say? Scratch that. Reverse it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Every human being is exquisite and beautifully made. Indeed. Right. Well, and I've well been, said, sir. I was thinking about that. Every human being is exquisite. Every single person is beautifully fashioned. And now when I say that, it's it's not my intention to make some kind of a gracious statement. I'm not just being polite, and I certainly am not just being politically correct by saying that. Mm. Exquisite means superbly crafted. And now that's a true statement, because there is no evidence, in fact, or even in theory, that there are two people just alike in the entire universe. And that means every person is exquisite superbly crafted and that's the highest standard that anyone can be in this universe isn't it which yes. means beautiful just mm. beautiful every person beautiful meg you are exquisite you are beautifully made <laughs> i know right you're welcome but it's true for it's <laughs> but true like for you said you're not being gracious you know and as, as kinetic mm. believers i mean that was that was kind of it's hitting. a fact but at the same time we need to take ownership of this a yes. thousand percent. Well, likewise, regardless of what anyone has been told, no one can be banned from experiencing an extraordinary, wonderful, exciting life because of where they were born, mm. because of their heredity, because of their awful or wonderful family or education. None of those things matter. Wow. It doesn't matter who our, our ancestors are or were or what kind of life they lived or didn't live. All things are possible for every single human being, and that's a reason to be excited here on this beautiful Friday afternoon. I love that. You can't be banned. You know, you can't get uh, kicked out of the country club. You can't. <laughs> you. Uh, this is possible for all of us, no matter what we've got going on. Well, any country club that you would want to be a member of, you cannot be kicked out of the country club of manifestations. How's that? Because most, like, seriously, the rolling hills. <laughs> most people are conditioned to look around at their current circumstances and they think, oh, well, this is my life. Mm-hmm. Well, just look at the hand I was dealt. Poor little old me. And that's the way most people look at this. Yeah. But that kind of thinking is the... Why is that? Why is that the, the, the default? Well, Because of the ego? 
It is the ego, and it is the default of the ego. It's the way that we all come into the natural, and without working on it, so, then it continues to direct and guide a person's life. So it's important to know that the ego is, I guess, chronically dissatisfied. Chronically dissatisfied, and it has to be believed mm-hmm. in order for it to even exist. Wow. Because, look, the kind of thinking is... Hmm. Uh, when when you think that way, when you look around and you measure what you see and define the things in your life, and you think, well, this is just the way that it is, that kind of thinking is the main ingredient that goes into a recipe for failure. We were we were talking about recipes the other day, mm-hmm. and it's dishonest. What we see when we look around is temporal. I mean, it's not real, and it it, it is. Um, it's defi- it's not even defined. Things we give everything that we can see, every form a label, and until we do that, until I call it something, it just is. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. And so, when I give a definition, for example, to what I feel or what I hear or what I see, then it becomes true for me, and I will then experience the imagination of my definition that I've given to something. You know, and a good example of this, uh, of the label thing and overcoming that is, um, many years ago, I took a trip with my sister to Italy and this man was trying to say something to us and he sort of like said something in Italian and we just kind of kept walking because we don't, we didn't understand him. And then he said something like real fast, really mean, like it sounded really mean and aggressive. He really yelled at us, right? Because he was obviously mad that we weren't acknowledging him. And, but I remember like thinking back on that at that time and how it didn't bother me because I didn't know what he said. That's good. Um, but, you know, if it's in English, if somebody's coming up to me and, and being aggressive and yelling at me or maybe cussing me out or mm. something in English, it's mm. very bothersome mm. because I'm attached to those labels of words. I, I understand those words, even though you knew. You knew he was mad. You knew the intention, but we didn't yeah. know the words. Yeah. So you didn't receive it and interpret it. Exactly. You didn't define it, so it had nothing to do with you. So let's choose that, right? Like, let's choose to to free ourselves. Right. Many years ago, I was <clears throat> I was it, up in in Italy, <laughs> in uh, East Glacier, up in Montana. <laughs> yeah. And I had a cameraman with me, but it, and I was driving, and we were in this mm-hmm. little town, and I pulled up to a, a a corner to run into a store. Okay. And I left him. He was sitting in the, the passenger side of the car. And so I ran into the store, and I was in there for three or four minutes, I guess, maybe five. Mm-hmm. And apparently, I was maybe I was in a, I parked in a place that I shouldn't have parked. It was near the pedestrian walkway or something like that. You were like, it's Montana. It doesn't. <laughs> it's so big. <laughs> big sky I'll country. I'll park here. <laughs> yeah. So, and I came back out. And, and anyway, I was getting into the car, and, and he said, well, you just got cussed out. What? And I said, excuse me? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, you just got cussed out. I said, I don't think I did. He said, yeah, while you were, while you were inside, uh, this, this woman opened up the driver's side door, and she leaned over, and she, she started yelling at me for being parked here, and she started cussing me out, or she started cussing you out. I said, um, hey, man, I wasn't even here. I didn't get cussed out. You got cussed out. <laughs> I didn't. I'm fine. But to your point, it's not until you do, you receive something like that. You're like, I don't. I don't think that was me. That the imagination then takes on the the ownership. Yes. In the definition of something like that. Yeah. But, but the power you know, of our mind, the power of our labels and observations. 
Well, in this world, every person was created with a final authority to be able to determine either this is good or this is bad. I don't like this, and Mm -hmm. hey, I like this. I wish I was successful. I don't like who I am. I'm crazy in love with who I am. Whatever. I have been given, all of us have been given the final authority to be able to call things that are not as though they already are. Mm -hmm. So what does this mean? It means that we have final authority. It's going to be up to you and me, to all of us, to define whether or not you just got cussed out or, <laughs> or not to receive something. And this is, you know, we laugh about it, but Meg, this is so vital to our existence. This is vital and extremely important to our health, our mental health, our prosperity, the way we go and grow, the kind of life that we're going to experience. This is the crux of the most important thing, lesson, that any of us can learn is how are you defining what you're seeing and hearing mm-hmm. and feeling? Are you even defining it? Are you receiving negative? Negative um, information and input from people that have no business having access into your life. These are questions that we all need to be uh, honest with ourselves about every single day and answer them in a truthful way and then do something about it. If you see there's a problem, fix it Mm -hmm. and change it because this is vital to our success. Well, and a great mantra for this that I know that I've heard you use many times is the phrase, I call it. The way that we see it, the way we call it is how it is. And yes. to remember that it's not yeah. how they call yeah. it or what they did. And you actually, a long time ago, you, you we're full of analogies today. So a long time ago, you told this great story about when you were umpiring and you would talk about how, I think it was baseball. Was yeah. baseball? Yeah. What yes. level was it? High school? It was it, it was all the way up through uh, senior minors, which was okay. 19 years of age, I guess. Yeah. So, but something that you said though at that time when you told that story is, you know, with every call, you're making half the people so angry, venomously angry, and the other half euphorically happy. And isn't that how it is with life? When we call it, when we call our own life, when we call it how we see it, and we say we live the life we want to say, we're not going to please everyone. That's impossible. So let's always make sure that we're satisfying how, how we want to see it and the life we want to live. Well, and of course, to that analogy, what you're doing, if you're looking to be validated or to please other people, then you know that you are steeped in ego mm. because the way we live our life has nothing. If you're living it successfully as a kinetic believer, attracting to manifest your best life, then you're not giving consideration to being pleasing or displeasing to anyone, but first yourself. Mm. Because if you're pleasing to yourself, this means that you're unconditionally loving yourself. And if you're first unconditionally loving yourself, then that is to the benefit of all others. And guess what? At the end of the day, you are pleasing people, but not as a people pleaser. (laughs) Yes. If that makes sense. It does. Mm. When I observe something in this world, a flower, a horse, or anything else, I know that regardless of where and when I observe the object, that it will always be the same. In other words, when I see the horse again, it's a horse is a horse, of course, of course. But what if I told what if what if I told you that the way we look at a particular flower would actually affect its appearance? Hmm. Now that sounds absurd. But absurdity is normal when it comes to the strange laws of the quantum realm. Mm. And so for understanding here, the laws of quantum mechanics work very differently than the physics of of the the regular-sized world. 
and or the macro universe. It's, it's a different thing going on down there. And so on the most basic level of reality, the simple act of observation, it affects an outcome. The way you and I see the world around us, our expectations, the way that we see other people and our expectations for other people as we interact with them, it affects an outcome. In other words, what a human be- what a human being expects through observation changes the world around them and the universe gives them what they expect. Mm. So now what does that mean for all of us? There's no such thing as inheriting a fixed mental position, first of all. In other words, no matter how small the mental capacity of anyone might be that we supposedly receive from our parents, for example, or from positive or negative experiences, the capacity for manifesting beliefs can be increased. It doesn't matter who you are or where in the world you are right now listening to this broadcast. No one is born incapable of advancing through the manifestations of dynamic, extraordinary results in this life. No one. Because what humans are born with are subconscious, mental, or egoic tendencies. We all come into the natural with that. And we've all seen this. I mean, we observe those, those we talk about this often, the, the, those kind of tendencies at work in babies. You know, babies do what babies do. But these inherent subconscious negative tendencies, they can all be overcome by higher consciousness. And so as a, uh, a person begins to um, receive inner unctions from the source of higher consciousness, they begin to appropriate kinetic beliefs outside of the realm of failure. In other words, there is an inherent proneness in children that have absolutely no experiential knowledge. And I'm not talking about the four-year-old that is a pianist uh, extrava- extravaganza. Extravaganza. <laughs> Are you an extravaganza? Play. Yeah, maybe so. I'm not talking <laughs> about that. But, but the proneness in children with no experiential knowledge for a lack of enthusiasm I mean, here you, you might have an eight-month-old, and they are not enthusiastic about anything. <laughs> or for there's a baby that might be more fearful than another baby, and there's you can't figure out the reason for this yeah. baby having so much fear. Mm. Or there's one that's just mad. This baby is always angry. It's just mad. And you look around, and you think, well, what did I do? You didn't do anything. <laughs> These are all just inherent, subconscious, negative tendencies that they, we come into the natural with. But all of these things, we have the ability to overcome all of these. And it happens when we begin as we go and grow to, like I said, begin to receive these inner unctions from higher spirit that begin to guide us and talk to us about the evolution of our spirit into into or, or us to transcend the lower self into the higher self to begin to change our perspective on life. Well, and, and it seems like this is obviously going to begin with a season of awareness, becoming aware of self, becoming aware of identity, becoming aware of where we want to go, what not just what we want to accomplish, but the sensations of the person that we want to live our life as. Um, and that is going to always lead us toward higher consciousness. Um, because I do know that before entering into an awakened state, I wasn't even really that aware of what the issues were. I wasn't necessarily even aware of these roadblocks of what I was doing to myself with my words, with my thoughts, and even with my, my actions. Um, and so 
entering into a season of aware and because it, it's not just awareness is it it's sort of allowing ourselves to rediscover self first Yes, and, and as an observer of self, then that changes your perspective, that it changes the place that we are observing ourselves yes. from. And so rather than saying, I am angry, you can observe yourself as acting in an angry way. So you're not angry, you are that you are. Mm-hmm. But then we get to define what is it that we are. And something that's very exciting about that time that you're describing is that point of ignition, of recognition, it sort of it shoots you out of a proverbial cannon <laughs> where this whole process is concerned. So it may, when you look back, you feel like life before that was really slow and the gears were grinding. But the moment of stepping into awareness and then also continuing to pursue it, continuing to pursue the higher self to overcome these challenges, to overcome these things, it's so fast, especially compared to how life was. Yeah, and so what's happening is you know, when we talk about pursuing the higher self, it, it comes about when the authentic being within us awakens mm. and becomes aware of itself. And so it begins to cast off negative attributes and negative reasonings. And this actually happens without a lot of difficulty. Yeah. Because it's meant to be. Because it's, it's the original correct. intention. It's the way we're created. Yeah. And so there is no inherent uh, negative attribute that cannot be done away with. If I have some natural, undesirable, egoic tendencies, I can get rid of them. And I can replace them with desirable, life-advancing anomalies. Mm. There are so many inherited egoic traits that we all have in the natural that are habits of lower thought forms that are a gift from those who raised you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> That's exactly what <laughs> I did you. not need. But from those who and they come from they come from those who impressed upon our subconscious mind or had access to us. And we didn't even know it. We're just looking around wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, believing whatever anybody says. And there are and most people go through the entire life wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and just believing whatever they're told, whatever they see and hear in the media. Well, if you, And if you read it in writing, if it's in a newspaper or a magazine, it's got to be true. And they don't even think about the possibility of it being anything but true. And so manipulated and, and uh, controlled by outside influences. Well, and what you're describing, this is really all connected. So you know, if you're believing just anything that anyone's telling you, that also has a lot to do with what you believe about yourself and where you get your information, not just about the world, but about your own identity. And as we talk about all the time, the importance of knowing who you are, why you're created, the life that you're meant to live, and knowing that from within yourself, not from any other outside source, that's going to be, to- you're, you're going to be just so dependent upon that knowledge that's going to carry you through this journey. It's going to be a huge part of being successful at this thing. And yes, and here's a key. Everything that you can see can either be defined as a positive or a negative. Everything you can hear, positive or negative. Everything that you can touch, feel, taste, positive, negative. Everything has a positive and a negative to it. And we can substitute the negative with the opposite, by forming opposite habits of negative thoughts. Mm. so And that's what kinetic believers do. That is the work of overcoming the lower self 
in order to transcend above those self-defeating lower concepts that we're talking about. And it is self-defeating, isn't it? I mean, this is all <laughs> this is all happening in our heads. I mean, it doesn't it, that's probably where the most real things happen, isn't it? And if it's not happening in my head, then I'm unfortunately getting I'm, I'm around somebody else who it's happening in their head and I'm just agreeing <laughs> negatively agreeing with them. You know, this is making me <laughs> This is actually weirdly making me think of Winnie the Pooh because all those characters in Winnie the Pooh were so distinctive of personalities. And remember Eeyore? Poor Mm -hmm. poor Eeyore. You know, I mean, it could be the brightest, sunniest, warmest, most beautiful day. And he'd come out to play with his friends and there was something wrong. The sun's going to get in my eyes, he would say. But But this is true. This is a lifelong lesson that we're all learning that... You have to look at a thing that you're being presented with in life. It could be it could be anything, any circumstance that pops up. And we have to remember that whatever we next first say about this thing is what will come to pass. And that's hard to get through our heads because we're really taught to shirk that responsibility onto fate, onto powers that be, onto supervisors, friends, family, spouses, whatever. Sure. Mama, maybe she had it right when she said, if you can't say something good, don't say anything at all. That's not (laughs) bad advice. Because I can substitute a habit of being uh, despondent Mm -hmm. with a habit of cheerfulness. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, you keep saying replace and substitute, and that's really just kind of hitting me between the eyes because the tendency for me is always to just quit, just stop doing that thing. And that's really not how it works. We're replacing it. And we're substituting it. That's very powerful. That's, that's a great point because if you just stop, then it doesn't mean you're not you're not still agreeing with it and aligning yourself with it. It has to be replaced with a good thing in order for the bad thing to no longer exist, or the bad energetic, the vibrational energy of you attracting something in alignment with a negative thing, it's got to be replaced. You have to do it with a positive vacuum, a space for the positive thing to show up so that you mm. can begin to attract the alternative to the negative thing. And I guess the nuts and bolts reason for that is because if you're trying to simply stop the bad habit or stop thinking about the bad thing, it's just another form of focus. Mm, and so yeah. it's still just filling up our mind and it's filling up our space. And so we have to completely, uh, you know, avert focus to something positive and find that positive energetic. So what does this mean for the listener out there that's scratching their head? It means that you can overcome being fearful. It means that you can change from being or having a bad temper. It it doesn't have a grip on you. You've got a grip on it. It's the other way around. It is a false belief of the lower consciousness of reasonings that one person has more attracting, manifesting power of good things than somebody else does. That's just not true. It's not true that one person has more talent as a musician or a public speaker or an inventor. Now, they may have developed in the skill set, but they don't have more capacity for it. In other words, in, in the quantum physical reality of how kinetic belief works, it requires no more expectation to be poor than it does to be rich. Whoa. No more belief to be sick than it, than it takes to be healed. Wow. The power of attraction works the exact same for both the positive and the negative. Now, the negative is the default in a world that is still evolving from the negative lower state. Wow. 
But either way, a person manifests what they think about and dream about and talk about and agree with and show up to experience the effects of. And if it is for a more abundant life and love, money and friends and happiness and joy, then that's exactly what you're going to get. Mm. Wow. And I remember this. You know, I remember that that the early days of kinetic belief and getting really sort of offended at the idea that these things that I didn't like about my life are my fault. Right. <laughs> you know, and and you see that when you talk to people that are approaching <laughs> approaching being awakened, but they're not quite there yet. That's probably the biggest final hurdle to get over, to become awakened, to become enlightened, is that moment of going, wow, okay, I contributed to this. My thoughts built this house. My words built this house that I hate living in. I did this. That is, and it sounds simple, but it's everything because we don't want it to be our fault. And I, and I get that. We don't. We don't want the negative things in our life to be because of us. But we contribute to our life, like you're saying. And this is such an important lesson to not just hear and not just let it seep into our mind as a thought, but to to really hold it close and let it become a part of our our level of understanding in the way that we approach life, the way that we approach every single day where we're bringing to the table this depth of understanding of our role and what we're really, really doing here. So somebody shows up and they say, yeah, but you don't know what he said to me. Well, that may be true, but I do know what you've agreed with. Mm. It has nothing to do with anybody sits with what anyone says to you. It has everything to do with what you agree with. I remember really early on, uh, I'm really like this is you know day one. We've just met or something, and and I that very, was day one. That was totally <laughs> oh I love you too. Um, but I, I remember that I said something really flippant. You know something I was used to saying like I don't feel good today. I feel sick or something, and you said. Uh, do you want me to agree with you and believe that with you and make that come to come to pass? <laughs> and I remember laughing, but the reality of that moment um, was very impactful. And it was definitely a moment of revelation knowledge, knowledge that becomes you, knowledge that you now carry with you throughout your life. And so, and I think that's a big part of these podcasts. It's reinforcing these truths that we have to live by if we want to live a life of peace and joy and have all of these positive emotions and these positive outcomes that never cease and they, and they just become this sort of river that overtakes us in life. It's required. Because the reality is what you call it. It's yes. not what you feel unless you, you, if you feel it bad and in a negative way, then you make it your reality as having the one with final authority by speaking it and agreeing with the feeling. The yeah. feeling is nothing more than a feeling. It could be a symptom, yeah. but it's not until you say it and agree with it that it becomes your reality. Yes. So regardless of the inherent lower faculty that a person comes in the natural realm with, like we're talking about, regardless of the natural talent that someone may possess, all of these things can be increased when we can multiply exponentially any lower aptitude until it becomes as powerful as anyone should dare to desire it to be. Any human being that is a human creative, and that's all of us, fashioning the image of the creator, which I am and you are, can attract what we desire to manifest and experience what we want to experience. Mm -hmm. Now, this isn't just an ability, by the way. This is a fact of being. 
It's the characteristic that is responsible for the evolution of spirit in the earth. No one can escape being a manifesting believer. <laughs> you, we come into the natural as believers. It's what you are. Yeah. You're a believer. But we each can choose what to do with that power and then weld it intentionally, positively, for our best life. And this is so exciting, too. I, I love this topic because when you sort of start understanding the reality and the gravity and the weight of the power that you have and that we wield or yield, we wield, it's wield. <laughs> it's whatever you want it to you be. You don't want to yield it. You want to wield it. Um, but when you start to understand that, it can feel a little heavy, but then it instantly turns to excitement and joy and and you you're like oh my oh my goodness i get to actually go forth and conquer and do this thing how i want to do it this is actually possible i don't have to be a victim anymore and that's thrilling like to really go into every single day every single single morning reinforcing this in our journals writing down our our true identity as it as it evolves and as we find a depth of understanding about who we are. And we, and we keep carrying that with us and we keep growing and we keep growing. The life that you begin to live very quickly is already surpasses our imaginations. Mm, yeah. Every, anything we could have thought a year ago is there, left in the dust. Because there is more than enough time in a lifetime yeah. to manifest these things. And maybe that's why it feels fast when you start. Mm, yeah. Maybe that's why it feels fast because you, you step into really a timeless pursuit of and you begin to really understand that this thing is forever my spirit is forever and i'm just now at the beginning of getting to know my myself and your higher self and so exactly. when when your when true I, self yeah, yeah because when we focus on some higher meaning and then appropriate kinetic belief modalities on purpose toward that higher meaning all of the power of our creative authority creates this vacuum for the manifestation and realization of this new thing and it comes so fast mm. and it comes and it comes like waves it just starts overtaking you in ways you never could have even thought of or imagined it's so good mm. in the substance of our well of your heart Heart begins to manifest in every direction of life as you hold fast to the highest viewpoint and and refuse absolutely to refuse to align yourself with the negative thing you just use the the vacuum um, term there and I have to say you've taught you've taught us you've shown us you've instructed us on the power of the universe abhorring a vacuum and how when you're wanting to manifest something your desire creates that vacuum then it can be filled and I have to say I I didn't have a full understanding of that until recently. And there was some there was a toxic relationship in my life that I was kind of hanging on to, just not being really aggressive about doing it correctly, you know. And when I finally said, Okay, enough is enough and I in a positive way moved on from that, it created this vacuum that was instantly, and I mean instantly, I mean twenty four hours, just filled up with all the good things that had been sort of just sitting there waiting waiting for this vacuum to appear and the understanding of how that works in our lives it's it's very profound and i don't think i had a full understanding until i really watched it happen in my own life vacuums play a huge mm -hmm. role mm -hmm. in manifesting the life that we want Yes, because there's not a vacuum as long as you're enabling the, the negative thing to have access into your life. Mm -hmm. Because even though the ego is the default 
for what people will naturally believe because it operates through the gateways into the soul, the, the five senses. The lower self does not make a person. Every person is inhabited by the higher spirit of consciousness and the lower fearful ego. And throughout each and every day, it is the alignment with one of those two realms that directs what every person will experience. Now, you may think, well, I know better, and I do better, and I'm a, I'm a good person, but if you are enabling a, uh, a self-destructive lower ego access into your life, then you are aligning your energetics with that, and you're going to continue to manifest the results of those negative energetics, the negative person, the thing that you are arguing with, that you're fighting with. Look, alignment or agreement doesn't mean that you're agreeing with the negative thing. It just means you're accepting it. Mm. It means you are allowing the, the news channel to tell you how bad things are. Mm. You may not want that. You may not desire it. But you've aligned yourself with the bad report. Mm. You've enabled the person that needs to grow up to continue to have access. And you're agreeing with the thing that you disagree with by allowing it or enabling it. And it's amazing how much this expands our life. This expands our existence and our identity because, you know, sort of a, a hallmark of someone who's depressed and, the, and living in the ego is they always end up saying, is this it? Is this all there is? This can't be it. And, and they're right. They're right. That's not all there is. And isn't it interesting that there is a knowing because that question is always asked at that point in someone's life. When they want more, they're desiring more. They've been living in the ego and they want to now, and they're sitting there going, this can't be it. This existence, me uh, working every day and ha these same relationships and these same experiences over and over, this can't be it. And it's true. It's not it. And the life of a kinetic believer is exponentially expanded. And much like the universe, it's, it's ever expanding. Yeah. And, and in that expansion, you have to remember that nothing, there is nothing that's by chance mm -hmm. because of how we were created as believers with authority and dominion in the natural realm. Mm -hmm. We are the bricklayers of our reality. Ooh, I love that. Yes. yes. I, I noticed a, a young man, <clears throat> we both did, <clears throat> excuse me, I noticed a young man in a cafe yesterday and he had a ring on almost every finger. And he had a, on this really big necklace, and he just looked so cool. And when you and I got ready to leave, I spoke to him, and I said, you know, hey, hey, dude, I like that ring, and that one, and that one, and I like that one over there, too. And I said, I really like your pendant, and I like your necklace. And he said, wow, thank you. He said, I like your rings and your necklace, too. <laughs> and you're like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, and then he said, now, each one of mine has a story. He said, I have a campfire story for all, all of this jewelry. Oh, I love that. And I said, well, I'd love to have, I'd, I'd love to hear your stories uh, but 10 minutes ago, but we're leaving. <laughs> he said, me too. He said, yeah, I have to go too. Yeah. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we, I, well, I don't want to say we were spared the stories because I really would love to hear them. And hopefully maybe we'll see him again this weekend. But it's an observant person that recognizes the stories behind their manifestations, even if it's for individual rings on your fingers. Mm. It, it just didn't happen. Each one has a story behind the manifestation because there is one. Mm. Nothing is by chance, not even your toe ring. <laughs> I do not have a toe oh, ring on, Stephen. If you had one. Nothing's by chance. <laughs> our, our place in life is not fixed by chance or heredity. <laughs> 
No okay. one, no one, no one. Say that again, because I'm still. I was still <laughs> laughing about the toe ring. Okay. Our place <laughs> not in life. There's anything wrong with toe ring. <laughs> Our place in life is not fixed by chance or heredity. No one is condemned by the lower levels of existence, by circumstances or a lack of of. Uh, opportunity. Mm. The only thing that condemns a person to lower levels of existence is the perception that there is just a lack of opportunities, mm. or I'm just so oppressed, or I'm a victim, or I have no choice, or just you know, I'm a victim of circumstances. If you listen, if you don't like where you are, move forward by expecting greater things because the manifesting power in a person's life is more than sufficient for advancing your life at whatever rocket pace you should desire. There's absolutely no possible combination of circumstances that can keep any human being down. It doesn't matter where in the world you are right now listening to this. When I align my personal kinetic beliefs with my highest viewpoints, and I do it without any consideration for failure, my ideals take over my mental capacities. And you know what happens? The universe unlocks the substance of my belief to form in my life. And what we're talking about is the stuff of the miraculous, this is the kind of this this is this is the thing that people look at and go, well, that's a miracle. Mm. It's the authoritative mind and it's the creative power, it's the bias for all of life, which formed the human race and, and designed all of us for the evolution of pure spirit into the natural realm. And it also controls the circumstances of society and industry and governments, and it's this power. This power is never, listen, this power that I'm talking about is never divided against itself. Mm. Only the lower state of unawakened consciousness can be divided against itself. Wow. All things are made of the same stuff. <laughs> Every, the trees, this table, this laptop with a few extra things in it. But everything's made of the same stuff. And... It's scientifically true that all things are created equal. And the power which is in me is in you and is in the, all these things around us, all things. And when we begin to move forward, the things that will arrange themselves for our advantage, if we expect them to, having that authority and dominion, they have to. Everything in this universe has got to arrange itself for our advantage if we expect it to and demand wow. and put that demand on it. An advancing human being changes the universe around them. It's your kinetic belief that creates this wake of change. It's dynamic everywhere you go. I love the depth of understanding that you're guiding us through today. I feel like we're on a a long journey, a long hike through a canyon or something. And, mm, like you know, that. you're really guiding us through the the depth of understanding today because really the culmination of all this is, you know, oh, God, goodness, how did you change your life? What did you do? You look amazing. and Your life's amazing. What did you do? Five years ago, you were a hot mess. Now what? And you, you know, and we can say, well, I, I stopped saying stuff I didn't want. I quit, I quit, form, <laughs> I quit thinking of excuses. Yes, but it sounds so simple. And yet everything that you've set up to this point, we have to have that depth of understanding how this works scientifically, how it works spiritually, emotionally, in order to anchor ourselves in that knowledge. 
You can't just go forth with a cute little saying. It won't last more than 24 hours. So understanding this on the quantum level, and I'm really just saying that you're giving us this really great gift because the ultimate understanding is rooted very, very deep in a lot of knowledge, but it grows to the surface in simplicity. And the ability to go forward and to forge ahead from this day on and say, I'm simply yet extravagantly just not, I'm just not going to say the things that I don't want to see anymore. And I am going to talk about the things that I do want to see. And I just think that's really a beautiful way to, to mm. move forward with this. And that's a, that's a really nice, simple way to ingest this because we were formed for growth. We were mm. designed for abundant life and all things external were designed to promote this growth for us. We were designed for abundant life. I am designed for abundant life. Mm. I am designed for abundant life. Can I say it 20 more times? Yes. <laughs> yes, not for failure. Mm. Failure is by is by your own design. Wow. The the design of source of God was for abundance. It's for success. Mm. And as soon as a person awakens to higher consciousness, they discover that not only is God for them, but nature and every life form, the entire universe, is actually in support of them. And all things are working together for your good. If, mm. if you align yourself by putting the demand of good things to come to pass for you, because it's already there for you in the present tense, but we have to gratefully expect it. Yes. What the world calls poverty is no stronghold to any amount of wealth or in the extraordinary life. None whatsoever. In fact, the idea of poverty or sickness or bitterness or regret or sorrow, any of those things, can always be removed. Mm. Always. Well, and the Bible says um, somewhere, it says when God is for you, who can be against you? And that's really just another way of saying if you align with your the original intention mm. of your creator— Nothing can stand in your way because you are, as you just said, built for it. You're built to succeed. You're built for abundance. That's a law of attraction. That is a law of kinetic belief. That's a law of creation. And we all were created in the image of the Creator with the authority and dominion to put a demand on those things to come to pass, to manifest in our lives. Yes. It's not a respecter of persons. Mm. This is not just for some and not for others. Mm. Universal. Nelson Mandela was a poor student that left college without graduating, and he was later imprisoned. I mean, Benjamin Franklin had to drop out of school at the age of 10 to become an uh, indentured servant and printmaker to help out his family because he was one of 17 children. Goodness gracious. Helen Keller was deaf <laughs> and that. blind before her second birthday. Mm. Catherine the Great. <laughs> Married into the Russian royal family at a time when women had basically no role in public life. Still, she became one of the most influential people that Russia had ever seen. Mm. Beethoven lost his hearing. It, can you imagine? And still composed some of the most admired music in the history of humanity. Mm. Stephen Hawking suffered from motor neuron disease and still made tremendous quantum mechanic discoveries. Look, in each of these lives of people, we see the principle of kinetic belief working that lifted them above every form of opposition, things that most of us could never imagine. And egoic adversity that would try to convince them otherwise was always present. 
fighting against them, trying to convince them of, of their, their disability, of their inability, of their lack of whatever it was, education, opportunity, physical attributes, sight, hearing, whatever. Things that most of us could never imagine having to overcome. There is an authoritative, creative, manifesting power in every single human being. And if we use it, and if we apply it, we can overcome every adversity, every hereditary, egoic pattern of traditional negative expectation and go on to master every circumstance and condition to experience a great and a powerful personality while we are here in the land of the living. Mm. Yes. Let's do our highest viewpoints. Yes. Well, I feel like we're now doing our highest viewpoints from our highest viewpoint. <laughs> Let's do it from this lofty <laughs> place. Yes. Just say this out loud. Say all experiences. All experiences. Are guideposts for my best life. Are guideposts for my best life. And I cast down fears. I cast down fears. And as I do. And as I do. I am strengthened and empowered. I am strengthened and empowered. I don't dwell on what I used to fear. I don't dwell on what I used to fear. And so I don't hurry or worry for anything. And so I don't hurry or worry for anything. <laughs> I practice the feeling of being fearless. I practice the feeling of being fearless every day of my life every day of my life my comfort zone my comfort zone is my boldness is my boldness to be brave to be brave brave enough to be me brave enough to be me and all of my habits and all of my habits are now chosen by me and they're now chosen by me my higher me my higher me <laughs> my highest me my highest me and they are fearless they're fearless and centered within my purpose of genius and centered within my purpose of genius so right now so right now i fully accept and love myself i fully accept and love myself my creator my creator and all others just like they are and all others just like they are it's as marvelous for me to be me it's marvelous for me to be me it's as marvelous for oh, me to be me it's as marvelous for me to be me as it is for you to be you as it is for you to be you i am therefore i am i am therefore i am hey hey how do you like me now how do you like me now <laughs> Oh man, what a fun podcast. Perfect for a Friday just to jettison us off into the weekend. Let's go. Let's do something adventurous this weekend, Steve. Let's go fly fishing or something. Let's do that. I want to. You're going to have to teach me though. I've never, I've fished. I'm actually pretty good at fishing, but I've never been fly fishing. We're going. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. If you uh, want to check out the journal, they've actually been selling like hotcakes in the past couple weeks. www. Do you have to do that anymore? No, you don't. So just type in stephencanyon.com. And this is the Manifesting Guided Journal that will take you on a journey for 100 days and teach you to journal from your highest viewpoint and change your expectations for living your best mm. life. Yes. You can get that at stephencanyon.com. And make sure to send us a text, 844-844-0049, so we can keep saying hello to you and sending you encouraging text messages every week. Sending out so much love and light to all you KB yes. creatives all around the world. Have a <laughs> blessed, marvelous, wonderful weekend. And we'll see you back here again next week. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.